0: it's here episode two welcome to ranja season it's your host jap joth aka ranja aka daddy joth aka your host AKA your good water daddy. Welcome, my issues to episode two. So, I got a lot of love and support with episode one. I'm so thankful for everyone that like, commented, subscribed, messaged me on Instagram, which is Jopjotlayo, J-A-P-J-O-T-L-A-I-L. Twitter, or oh, snap is Jap. Uh, YouTube, it's Ranja season. SoundCloud, it's Ranja season. Spotify, it's Ranja season. So, you can always like, comment, and subscribe there. And this one's gonna be a little different from episode one. We're actually gonna step away from the music world and we'll walk into the world of superstitions in India and Punjab in general. Uh, And I find that a lot of cultures actually overlap when it comes to superstitions and all that stuff like that. So I think it'll be interesting if anybody wants to talk about their cultures, their communities, anything that overlaps or any superstitions they know. So, you know, I can ward off the evil eye myself. It'll definitely be helpful and I think it'll be really cool to interact on that as well. So you can always like, comment and subscribe. So let's hop into episode two. Let's get started. So personally, myself, I'm not really superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. If you watched Office, you would know what I'm talking about. But I always found that these superstitions usually have an underlying meaning or a reason behind them. So let's extract those things out and kind of see the funnier aspects or just life lessons we could actually learn from these superstitions. So the first one, I always get hit with this one a lot, especially during the allergy season, is sneezing before leaving the house. So apparently it's a bad omen if you sneeze while you're about to leave the house like you're putting your shoes on and let off a big head shoe uh you're about to get a shoe to your head because you just sneezed and that means whatever you were going outside for will not get accomplished or won't happen or you'll be the very unfortunate person who gets uh, some pepper thrown in their face so that you sneeze two times because if you sneeze a second time it actually cross cancels the first sneeze out so everything goes back to normal. And honestly I can't think of a logical reason for this superstition. Maybe it's, you know, if you're sick, that you don't go in public and spread your disease or bacteria. And just because people didn't understand how bacteria and everything spread in the olden days, this may have been one of the reasons. You know, if you're sick, you're sneezing, uh, it's probably best that you stay indoors or don't go outside and do anything because you'll probably get other people sick. And then we can move into superstition number two. So this one is kind of funny in the sense that if you're laying on the floor and somebody walks over you, it'll stun your growth and you won't get any taller. So if you ever have any dreams or ambitions of your kid ever joining the NBA or being a superstar like Kawhi Leonard, you have to become their personal bodyguard and make sure that you tackle anyone that comes near them while they're sleeping down or sitting down. And that means like weird situations, like if the doctor ever says, you know, lay down, we got to do like a blood test or anything like that. You got to be there to step up to a plate and say, no, they can't lay down because in case somebody walks over them, there goes your million dollar contract. And trying to get the logical reason behind this, I would assume it has to do with being a tripping hazard. You know, somebody's sitting down and you walk over them, you can trip and fall, especially as a kid. So I think the superstition was made to help people not get injured by falling over somebody. Superstition number three. This one is actually creepy and scary and I hate it. That I even know about it. As as you know from the first podcast, I told you I'm terrified of ghosts. Like I do not mess with them at all. Don't give me a Ouija board. Don't give me any like Jantar Mantra like bloody Mary stuff. I hate it. So this one is if you're driving in the middle of the night and you see a lady on the side of the road and she asks for a ride and you stop to give her the ride. She gets in your car and you don't acknowledge that her fact that her feet are backwards, she will eat you alive. But <laughs> if you see her and you stop and you tell her, you know what? your feet are backwards, it'll actually prevent her from eating you. I don't, I legit have no idea where this superstition comes from or what it means or why it has to do with anything. I'm not even try to explain the logical reason behind it, but this superstition exists and it creeps me out, especially when I'm driving at night and it's foggy or you're driving by something and it's just creepy. So the next time you see an old lady or any kind of girl or anybody standing on the side of the road, think twice before uh, trying to slow down because that could be the backwards foot lady. Sticking to the theme of ghosts, the next one is not to whistle at night when you're going to sleep because that also attracts ghosts to come and sing or whistle with you. I I actually don't know anyone that does. I guess if you're snoring, that could count as whistling. If you go like... (sighs) I don't know, that's me trying to snore whistle. But uh yeah, so that also attracts ghosts. So it's kind of weird that in the Punjabi community anything you kind of do will bring ghosts upon you. The logical reason is probably some kids' parents were just pissed off that their kid wouldn't stop like making noise at night and they're just trying to go to sleep. So they probably made this up and said that ghosts will come if you don't shut the hell up and go to sleep. And it's also the same reason the next superstition exists is don't sit in the staircase because it attracts ghosts to come and sit down with you and talk to you as well. I've never done this, side, I've always tried to find a bench to put my shoes on or just sit down and relax. Especially after I found out the fact that ghosts will become your friend if you sit on staircases. And I know like, this is what white people love to hear. Like, ooh, a haunted house. Let's go inside and explore it. Whereas everybody else just bolts to the opposite direction to get the hell out of there. So... <laughs> if all my white friends start sitting on staircases, I'll understand why. But like the logical reason behind this one, I would take an educated guess and say that it has to do with the same like a tripping hazard. You're sitting on the staircase, somebody's walking down, they can trip and fall. So there's always like a logical reason behind this, even when it comes to ghosts. This one, next one here, I like to apologize to my future wife, because you're gonna hate me for this. But I used to eat a caraiso, which is a giant pot where you make food in. It's just like kind of licking the cake off the, the spoon or the batter and the same sense that like they don't want parents don't want kids to eat out of a bowl so the saying goes that if you eat out of a karai, it's gonna rain on your wedding day so girl i hope you pack your umbrella and your poncho because uh, it's going to be a hurricane and this is going to be like level five category five kind of hurricane because i've been doing it since day one and uh, i can understand why it's kind of frowned upon because you know if you're sick or you're going to be passing bacteria while eating in the bowl that everybody else is going to eat out and, and nobody wants to deal with that but again i'm sorry in advance except my apologies my hir was eating keer and now it's going to rain on a birthday Wait, not our birthday, our wedding day. Well, same to same, yeah. You know, it's like I'm the best present for her, anyways. It's a season, after all. All right, let's stick to that wedding theme and go into the next one. This is the the wedding rings and milk ritual. So this was when the bride and groom finally come home after getting married. They sit down and there's a bowl of milk and within it, there's a couple of rings and this random like objects in the milk. And so the theory goes, it's like a best two out of three or three out of three. The individual that wins the ring out of the bowl the most times is supposed to be the more dominant one in the relationship. And so you put your finger in there and you try to look for it and whichever object comes out, that's the winner. I can, there's no like superstition or like in the sense there's something bad will happen. But I think where it comes from is just trying to get the bride and groom to get more comfortable with each other and this having fun games it makes it like less tenseful, more enjoyable for the whole friends and family that are there and gathered. And it just gives something to revolve around and to have fun with, especially if you think about back in the days when a bride and groom had never even met each other and they're there arranged to be together and this would be in that icebreaker game or something that they can do together for the first time that would make everybody a little bit more comfortable because it is a, a fair game to play unless you're like you're super competitive and you take the whole bowl and you fling across the, the room and i i think that would be a bad omen and you're probably off to a bad start <laughs> This next one, I think a lot of people do, especially my parents, is where they put one dollar shogun in, in a card. So if it's like a thousand dollars, they'll make it a thousand and one, and that one dollar is supposed to bring up the couple or whoever it is that much more blessings. Not like the other first thousand did anything for them, but that one dollar is gonna make a whole difference in their life. And somebody was telling me the reason behind this. I'm not sure like how historically factual this is, but. It was supposed to be that you put the one dollar shrugging in there above the total amount it, it was out of respect that the other individual would take the envelope and they'd open it and return the rest of the money to you and keep that one dollar as their shrugging or that one rupee or whatever it was whatever currency you're working in so of dollars but that currency that's returned to you and then they keep that $1 shugging out of respect that they kept what you gave them but they also return the rest of the funds back to you. Just a side note, I'm actually very proud of myself for linking the first and second bio together with like little Timbits. So if you heard the first one or you missed the first one, go check it out. Again, episode one, is called Dildan Mara and you'll kind of get the back and forth of references that make. This next one is actually for all the scientific folk and I never used to believe this when my dad used to tell me like, okay, like don't play on the grass at night or don't like move any trees or anything like that at night because they're sleeping. I used to think, like, how can a tree or a grass or a plant sleep? Like, I was, I was naive back then. But there's actually statistical, not statistical. Why was everything always about math? I struggled in math in school. So this is the reason I keep on bringing it up. But the scientific reason, there's legitimate scientific research that shows that plants and trees actually go to sleep at night. You can see their their leaves kind of shrivel up or come like to a closed position. So this one's actually true. So the superstition, I'm not sure what superstition is. It's probably like ghosts will come out. If you move the trees, um, and that they're sleeping at night. But this is there's actually a legitimate reason behind this whole don't play with trees at night because they're sleeping. So, like, leave them alone, man. Nobody wants to be woken up while they're sleeping. You, neither do you, and neither does a oak tree. And the next one is calling somebody's name out when they're leaving the house. I don't know why. This one's always super funny, because as a kid or even now, I guess curiosity gets to the best of you, and you you know, you see your parents or somebody leaving in, you call their name up and like hey where are you going and it could just be like a really innocent thing like you just want to tag along and you're bored at home and you just want to go out with them but they always turn out to be so vicious and they turn around and they just snap at you like which pretty much means you want mangoes from me like why like why are you calling me leave me alone and he gets so pissed like for some reason you calling their name out and asking where they're going is going to prevent them from accomplishing the task that they want to do I don't know the logical reason behind this. this. is probably created for kids like me that are very curious and want to ask their parents what they're doing or what they're up to. And the parents are probably just pissed off and don't want to answer these questions of why, 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 or why somebody cannot come along with them. So it's probably just created this rule and we're like, you know what? If you say, if you ask where I'm going, it, there's not going to be a good outcome. So it's like, leave me alone. Actually, kind of a good parenting tip, really, to get your kid off your back. I'm going to save that for later one day. Keeping with the great parenting advice. The next one is if you leave a shoe flipped over, that that's the same shoe that's going to beat you up or hit you. And the chappal or the shoe has been used to kind of shape Punjabi kids' future f- since the beginning of time. So this is their educator. This is a facilitator. This is the police. This is a discipline. It is a shoe in the Punjabi household. So... The superstition goes, uh, like stated before, if the shoe's flipped over, if you leave it flipped over, that's the same shoe that's gonna, that you're gonna get hit by or beat up by. And this is probably a simple, superstition created by the parents to make sure that their kids pick up after they leave or they walk out and again it's another tripping hazard seems like Punjabi people fall a lot maybe they're always falling over Punjabi girls i don't know they're pretty they're pretty makes sense but yeah so make sure you pick up your shoes if you flip them over because you don't want to get beat by them and then the next one this one i don't even think you need to do this for your parents to fight to show them the credit card bill but it's if you're playing with scissors or keys or you're just snapping them around it'll cause a fight to break out between your parents Again, this is parenting one-on-one. Your kids being a nuisance by jingling the keys around and they think they're funny. <laughs> the way, only way to make them shut up is if you tell them that you and your significant other are going to fight. I know 100% great healthy parenting going on over here, but whatever works, right? If you're like pushed to the edge, you're working 12 hour shifts. The last thing you want to hear is some kid jingling his bells, his bells. the keys whatever i'm only doing one take i'm not editing this out so (laughs) that's a kid jingling bell jingle bell christmas time but that's the reason behind that and the last one we're going to talk about is nuzzer or evil eye and i've seen this a lot everywhere a lot of girls a lot of guys are doing this especially on twitter is uh they'll be talking about nuzzer this nuzzer that don't nuzzer me or they'll be like evil eye this thing is end of date you are like the funniest thing is it's the most evil people. Like, you are evil, girl or guy. Nobody's gonna another you. You are the one that's giving out another to other people. You are the epitome of, like, Annabelle the ghost or the doll from The Conjuring. And these people are super creepy. You are the evil. You are sending out that dirty radiation to the rest of the world so god please save us all from these kind of people and the remedy behind this is actually put a black dot or color tikka. i think it has to be out of mascara or something like that uh any anywhere on your person that's supposed to prevent the evil eye i'm not going to pretend to understand this whole evil magic kind of situation because if somebody has the power to curse you I don't know how a black dot behind your ear is what's going to protect you from, like, ruining your life. But goddamn, if that's what's saving us right now, then I think we're on the losing side of good and evil. Or it can also use, you could spin it the other way around that. No matter how hard somebody tries to curse you or uses any sort of evil, that even the smallest speck of goodness can save you or your life. So always try to be that you know, ray of sunshine or the light in the darkest room to kind of light up the place because the smallest candle in a dark room will always still shine out compared to the rest of the darkness. And there you have it, folks. That's episode two in the wraps. If you know any other superstitions or anything I missed, let me know in the bio, not in the bio, in the comment section. Again, only one take. Screw it. We're not editing this part out. Leave in the comment section. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Again, YouTube, Run Just Season, SoundCloud, Run Just Season, Spotify, Run Just Season, Instagram is Dr. Lael, Twitter, oh Snap is Jap. I'm actually using Twitter a lot more now. It's kind of interesting. I kind of dropped off of it and started using it again. I think the Twitter community is kind of funny right now. So I'm really enjoying that wave. Again, if any positive, negative comments, let me know. I know you guys hate when I say this, but again, it's all about organic growth and how, how we can make the situation that much better because you are investing your time into listening to this podcast. So I'm taking those tips and tricks from you guys. Again, Ranja out. Make sure you say no to drugs and alcohol and enjoy the rest of the summer.